Welcome back. You're listening to another episode of Amateur Hour, a professional sports podcast by people who have never played professional sports. I'm your host, Max, along with Shreyas. And let's talk sports. Amateur Hour. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode, episode 2020, two times 10, five times four. Woo! Let's oh, go. Trace, I'm angry. You're angry. Grr. I'm angry. There's. There are a lot of things this week that have fired me up a little bit. So mm-hmm. if you're coming here and you're looking for sports talk people who get fired up, and get you know a little heated, get a little sweaty. You're in the right place this oh, week. Oh man, I came here for sports talk complacency. <laughs> I can't believe yeah, so. we're not getting that today. <laughs> People just take no side. Imagine that. Imagine if like sports takes had to be completely neutral. Yeah. I'm just gonna, like, well, I mean, objectively, either player is good. They're they're both good. This is oh, oh my god, that's all. That's like if that's every team's media source. <laughs> what do you mean? Like I get so sick of like team media oh everything has to be like so prim and proper like mm. you can't say anything remotely bad because you work for the team which like okay fine like obviously you're not gonna bash the team working for them <laughs> but like come on can we get like something like spicy like like i don't want to hear what like jalen brown's favorite chicken recipe is every, oh i know you yeah know they're I mean? like I'm, oh uh... it's taco tuesday and here's a picture of taco and here's a taco hey yeah, yeah, they do like uh, lucky rooks or some some crap yeah. like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I really, I no, you're right, Trey. So you're not gonna be like, oh, the Philadelphia Eagles suck, and you're hired by the Philadelphia Eagles. Like that's right. just not gonna. But I do, I do, I do want some like if you play bad, like let, let's talk about like you playing bad. Like let's not oh. just talk about like like I don't want to hear Scal talk about oh well, you know. How, how about Robert, how, y'all were wrong about Robert Williams, though, and we lost by, like, 40. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want, I don't yeah. want that type of stuff. Mm, I agree. Right. It's like the Celtics Instagram. I guess we're just going to single <laughs> them out because they always just post pictures. I, I also follow the Toronto Raptors on Instagram. If they oh. lose, there's no picture. There's no score. The, oh, man. There's nothing, I which I agree with because Celtics will post the score, and you're just like, literal pain. Like, why? <laughs> After some of their worst games this season, they'll post a score and the comments. It'll literally be three thousand people typing pain. I do, li- I do like like the dichotomy between posts when you win and lose, where it's like it's especially fun and like during the game where it's like um, I think the Celtics had one yesterday. It was like we were up at halftime. It was like twenty four down, twenty four to go, and then at the end of the game, it's like the Nets win. It was so motivational until it's like you knew you were going to lose. Wow, I am feeling very inspired. Thank you. You've done a great job. I cannot wait for the next game. Thank you. Good God. Yeah, Trace, I agree. Yeah. Okay, well, we're not going to do that today, though. No. We are going to take a stance. But before we get into that, we want to get the positivity flowing. Mm-hmm. So, Trace, take us into the highs. The Weekly Highs. All right. So um, some life-changing stuff happened to me this week. Um, wow. Yeah, man. So <laughs> let's, let, let, me, let, me bring you, let me bring you on this journey, Max. Uh, a couple of years ago, my ears were kind of getting blocked because I, I have, obviously, we talk about it all the time, but I have the worst allergies. 
It's horrible. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, you know, I always get like sinus issues and this congestion and it just sucks. But then like going into the summer and the fall, like my ears kept getting blocked. Mm. And I was like, well, what the hell is happening? Like, I like it was just getting bad. You just, your ear feels full all the time and it's not allergy related. So I was like, <laughs> I was like, full ears. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Listen, was, lady, if you don't like a man with clogged ear. ear holes. <laughs> just the fullest of ear. <laughs> I went to the doctor probably 2019 for a physical. And he checked my ear and he was like, oh, every, like, everything looks fine. And I was like, okay. He's like, yeah, I don't see anything. Like, It has to be like a eustachian tube problem. It's a tube in, behind your ear, like behind the eardrum. And so he was like, go to the ENT. So I went to the ENT and I was like, right. I'm still here, but it just feels weird. You're not helping. And then they were like, oh yeah, no, you're fine too. And I was like, okay. And I, I just thought I would get relieved. And then I get a bill in the mail for like 300 bucks for me having to raise my hand four times in a hearing test. Horrible. So it's been now like two and a half years removed. And then this Friday, I went to a different doctor for a physical. The, the doctor looks at my ear and he's like, holy crap. <laughs> There, oh? there is an immense amount of wax in your ear. It's like absolute. It was like a freaking like drain stopper in my ear. How did they not see it? I had no idea. What? Okay. I have. I was so confused that either they thought it was like a regular amount of wax, or it was like fine when it was. But by the time it had gotten to twenty twenty one. It had it had like quadrupled in amount, and I know this might be disgusting for our, our, listeners. For our listeners. Yeah, but oh, stop! Oh, God, his ears are full. Oh. <laughs> but the positive is that I got him like cleaned for the first time ever. That must have been so satisfying. It was so satisfying. Oh man! Like the hairs on my. Hand, like arm were like standing up i was like i have never felt the sensation before <laughs> it was like i don't is know this i was like love <laughs> i was like i don't know what this is i don't know what to think and but you're clear now, now i'm clear it's crazy dude i wow. feel way better like obviously I still, the allergies have not diminished but i can actually like listen to the highs and lows of music like it's not just like one twenty one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not like it's not the the adults from Peanuts. Yes. <laughs> wow, dude! So congratulations, you have freed your full ears. I have freed my ear of corn. Yeah. Wow. All right. So, what about sports? For my sports high, um, I know the rest of the game that this person played in was not. The best result, but I want to talk about Robert Williams and his nine blocks off the bench for mm. the Boston Celtics. Congratulations, um, Robbie. I thought that was crazy. I was watching uh, the first half, and he like was turning everything back. And I really thought that he was going to change, almost single-handedly change the result or make it close Um for that game because of yeah. of how he was turning like he like the nets were felt uncomfortable in the first half they were not they were not shooting well they like most of the shots that were in the paint like they just weren't going in and i felt like robert williams was a big part of why they weren't be they weren't able to get a rhythm in the first half 
Right, but then you have uh, three superstars, and then James right. Harden gets hot by going to the foul line, yeah. and then KD drops 30-plus points because you literally have no answer for him, and then Kyrie Correct. absolutely embarrasses Evan Fournier as the dude's on the ground on his hands and knees, like, reaching as Kyrie just blows right by him. And, oh. oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, and that's happened, to, that's happened to Evan Fournier before. I remember I, who, who did he get crossed up in the corner um regardless he, he yeah he's been on the ground before he's been yeah. on the ground uh a, a couple times so yeah he's not i don't know it's all he, right he's very prone to that situation i guess yeah it's uh well that doesn't that doesn't exactly bring me to my lows that that definitely is something that we are going to mention when we talk about the playoffs later today uh but i'm gonna i'm gonna transition over to the weekly lows <laughs> the lows Okay, so my personal weekly low, which I'm going to start with, is that I have a ripe, nice, juicy black eye under my no way. face. I do. Uh, I got it from playing basketball. I got a forearm to the face. It, di- it didn't really hurt. It's one of those things where I just like, I felt the impact. It's like, oh, you get hit in the face all the time. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I was playing and I could like the, the corner, the bottom corner of my eye, like I started not being able to see as much. And then I, I go to one of my friends. I'm like, hey, I uh, can't. Can you, is there something on my face? And they're like, yeah, dude, you got a big, a big shina. Happen. No way. Was it, wait, yeah, so, so was that an elbow or is it, you got a forearm, you said? Yeah, like the bony part of somebody's forearm. You know that like that? Oh, bone, like right in like the side. Right in the side. And I think I was, I think I was on offense. So it was just like somebody was defending me, whatever happened, got collided in the face. And oh, come on. No, no a, hard that's feelings. An ar- that's an arm bar. You got to call that. <laughs> yeah, right. No hard feelings. I yeah, but a nice. I got a nice, uh, nice little black eye underneath my my beautiful face. Is, so, it, so, uh, is it sore now? Or? No, you know that's what this was weird. Is like it never really hurt. Um, I got hit in the nose too the same day. That one hurt. The nose. That is like the one spot I do not want to be touched mm-hmm. by anybody. Please mm-hmm. do not, for the love of God, do not touch my nose. It's already been broken two times. Like please, you broken don't it touch twice. It. Yes, I've broken it twice. One time was a basketball. Actually, the first time was from our dear, <laughs> cherished special guest from last week, Donald Odell. <laughs> Donald, if you're listening to this, thank you for breaking my nose one time. Um, this is when I started playing basketball, and I wasn't very good. And he, literally, I, I can't remember if it was an elbow or a ball to the face, and it just like, and I was like, oh, God, something's wrong. And it swelled up so big. And I already have a big nose to begin with. So <laughs> it was embarrassingly huge. D- Donnie, Donnie goes, Donnie goes Waka Flocka in the paint. He goes hard in the paint. Da, na, 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 na. You know what I mean? Like he, he really, he really fights for possession. He does. He does. Not anymore though. I think if we were to match up again, Donald, if you're listening, don't forget that one game where it was 21 to four. <laughs> <clears throat> all right. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> so for my sports lows, for my sports lows, people. Okay. I have always found this annoying. Why? Are hockey and basketball playoffs at the exact same time every year? Oh. Mm. Why? For some reason, this bothers me because it's like I want to focus because a lot of the times there's some people who will only watch playoffs for a sport. And that's sort of me for hockey. Like if I'm going to watch hockey, I guess you could call me a fake fan because most of my attention is going to be during the playoffs. But now it's during basketball playoffs time. And that, since that is like my favorite sport that will consume most of my attention. So now I have to try to split my time between these, the two like 
huge amounts of excitement that each sport offers, but everything's going on at once. So sometimes like I can't watch a Bruins game if I want to watch a Celtics game or I want to watch like other basketball. It's just it's frustrating. So, so, so here's my question. Would you yes. rather have because like hockey, you want hockey to be a winter based sport. So you want it to start in the winter. Yeah, like late November, December. Like you want it to start that, right? Right. Or, you know, around, around like late fall ish. So would you rather have basketball start in the spring and go through the summer? Almost like as if you were to include like how we had it in the bubble last year, like include August and mm. September maybe and stuff. And then maybe have the draft afterwards, like, and then, you know, r- rinse and repeat. Yes. You'd, so you'd rather have basketball be a summer sport? Oh, sorry. I with The way you said that, I thought there was like a second option going there. Um <laughs> Oh, no, no, no. No, well, so, okay, let me let me uh, rephrase. Have basketball start in the spring, go through the summer, and then have okay. the draft be in the fall rather than have the basketball season be in the fall and spring as it is now and then go into the summer in the playoffs. I would be with that, to be honest. Okay. I feel like, to me, summer, summer is a very basketball-heavy time, at least in my life. If you are... From a area that gets colder in the winter, uh, like me and Treyas, and especially with this past year where you couldn't really play inside, like there were no mm-hmm. indoor courts available for the public. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, basketball is always something something you can always do in the summer. You know, sometimes you have to play later, but it's just like a summer sport to me. You're always outside, always playing. So I really wouldn't mind if the NBA was during the summer, if we could split up that hockey. Because again, then you have football in the fall, yeah, right? Football in the fall to the in the Super Bowls in February. Right, and then shortly after that, you'll have the hockey playoffs. Then baseball, I guess, is during the summer as well. Baseball gets all the shine in the summer. There's nothing touching baseball in the summer. Nothing touching baseball. Yeah. But but think about like we talked about before. Baseball has such a long season with so many games. Yeah, you could definitely do that simultaneously with basketball. Basketball? No, you really could. Right? You really could. I feel like those two sports, in terms of length of baseball, so you know it's always going to be on. And I like baseball because they have start times that are like one fifteen and three Oh five and like, right, you know, middle I mean? like of the day, nice yep. afternoon starts. Right. And then basketball yep. I like, because you get the prime times at eight o'clock and you know, the you get the seven thirty yep. game. So I feel yep. like that, like, honestly, we, we might have something going there. That's like a good summer schedule. Honestly. It'd be, yeah, no, I agree. We, you know, you start, you could start your season around now, right? Like we had, we'd say we had the NBA draft a couple months ago or like, yeah, maybe in the, like the winter in the late fall. Yeah. And then you start your season, you know, say like a month or two ago. Yeah, maybe in like March. And then you mm-hmm. run through the summer. Mm-hmm. And then, boom, playoff time come July, finishes up in August. You're golden. You're done. You're golden. You're done. Yeah. I like I like that. I don't know. I don't get it. The NBA is like, you know, uh, enamoring of, I don't even know what's the word. But like they're Enamor- enamored <laughs> with, they're enamored with uh, the summer league. Like having it be oh. in the summer league, it's like it's like no one can, no one really watches. Nobody it watches it. Yeah, unless there's like unless like Zion is playing, unless like the number one draft pick is like highly touted and is playing in it, like when LeBron is playing in it or when Zion is playing. Like right. other than that, like no one's really watching it. So I think you could just like stick it on it, and it's on NBA TV anyway. So it's like you have a very small 
section of the audience trying to you know look for the games and stuff so i'd there's stick it in the fall yeah, yeah just stick it in the fall stick it in the winter be done yeah, with it and there's not a lot of people you can rename it that's an easy rebrand yeah not a lot of people watch the summer league yeah it's just not too easy yeah it's too, it's too easy but I, I guess okay maybe the other thing too i just thought of this is maybe the olympics always happen in the summer and that's when basketball is or like maybe there's some of the fiba tournaments you know so but again, that's not really something that's popular in the U.S. That is more of like the international basketball scene that people focus on, especially past mm-hmm. years where we haven't had dream teams for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Like people in the U.S. just don't like, I, you know, I talk to my friends, even people who love basketball. I'm like, oh, did you watch the Olympics? Nobody says yes. Yeah. <laughs> but watching it. I think that's part of the reason why the basketball has not like been a summer sport is because on the years when they do the Olympics and when they do the FIBAs and all the stuff and be- because basketball has become a more international, like NBA has become a more international sport, all the players that want to play for their country and, you know, things of that nature, like they won't be able to play if we take up the summer with, I, which, see, I see, you know what I mean? So that's like a big, I guess, obstacle, but for a fan viewing pleasure, I would love basketball to be a mainly summer sport to watch. I agree. Yeah. And I'm going to write Adam Silver after this. I'm going to send him an email. <laughs> Start yeah, a cool. movement. I'm going to create a GoFundMe. Start a revolution. For, yeah, exactly. I'm going to I'm going to create a uh, change.org petition. You're going to we're going to get this in motion. All right. So, <laughs> speaking of basketball, we're going to dive right in to the meat and potatoes. Now, the NBA playoffs have started, and just before that, we had the NBA play-in, which was just sort of a mini playoff scenario. So me and Shreyas are going to take the time today to discuss our thoughts, our biased, our opinionated, our objective thoughts, or our subjective thoughts, rather, about the NBA play-in. So I thought, just in general, and Shreyas, you can just jump right off of this, I thought in general it was successful. However, there are some issues, but I just want to hear what you think first, and we'll just yeah dive right in. So from a general standpoint, I think it was definitely successful because it made me want to watch the end of the season, which has been a kind of contentious time for me, like, I guess, internally, because I like, I love basketball, but I just, like, don't really care about games I don't know, 68 through 72. Like, you know what I mean? Like, those kind of games where it's like, okay, the playoffs are usually set. Like, there's usually right. a big gap between 9 and 8 or and you, 10 Right, and, eight. and you understand. Yeah, you, you, you know who's going to be playing who. Yeah, and, like, I'm not, like, unless if it weren't for fantasy basketball, I wouldn't really care about, I don't know, James Ennis going for 30 points on the last day of the season or something. Right, when you they're know? resting all their starters. Yeah. It, it's just, like, whatever, right? Like, I'd rather watch hockey at that point or i watched something else and i'd be more focused on it but Mm. this in particular was like oh it was like oh the wizards did what they made like a 17-5 did it have like a 17-5 april and now they went from like 13-14 to like 8-9 and now they could actually like you know even be nine they could like make the playoffs and then they did like that was like yep like that was like, really cool to me. Like that. Kind well, that of, right there, that yeah. right there is an upside tray. Yeah. Because now it gives teams who want it bad, who might not have had the best start, right? Because of 
Maybe they made a trade in the middle of the season. Maybe they had an, a player that was injured, you know, like a key role player or a star player even. Mm-hmm. Now it gives them a chance to ramp things up at the end of the season. It gives more emphasis to every single seeding game. And it allows teams like the Washington Wizards who are like, we feel like we have the talent, we have the heart, we're going to go to try and get in. It gives yeah. them the chance to be in the playoffs. It's it's really true. It's For a lot of teams that do want to tank, you know immediately or very early in the season, like you can tell that they have they're using the techniques to tank. And for teams right. that are just losing, either because you know it's just not whatever the problem. Yeah, it yeah. hasn't worked yet, or injuries, or and in this case, COVID. Right. So yep. yep. For that type of team, like, and that was the Washington Wizards. They just weren't playing well, but they have the two main stars that wanted to. They didn't want to tank like you, like Russell Westbrook never wants to tank. Like he's that type of guy. He's right. He wants to win. He wants to win. So it gave him an opportunity to like write the ship. And he really in that last month, he put the team on his back. Like Bradley Beal for the first couple months, it was all him because Westbrook wasn't playing as well. Yeah. Um, but this past April, like what Russell Westbrook said, I'm, I have to, I'm going to make this team a playoff team. And he, he really put it on his back. And so I respect teams that like don't, tank because they don't want to win like they they just want to get the pick but they they do something about it because they're given the opportunity so that's what the wizards Mm. did so yep 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 i mean and it's and it's great right i mean you saw the pacers the pacers started off decent and then they just could not get their act together maybe next year chiefs you know like good try they just fell short a lot of, a lot of injuries. Injuries. Oh yeah, and I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hate on on the Pacers for whatever their issues may be. Again, just wasn't your year. Like you mm-hmm. know, you definitely have games where you tried bringing in Karis Levert. I think you guys get your team composition a little bit better, and you'll have a great season next year. Yeah, but those teams who just like weren't or just couldn't compete, then they fall off. But mm-hmm. like we said, it gives those teams that are on the cusp a chance to be in. Like yeah. Charlotte, good try. Good try. You almost, you're almost there. Like it showed that you can compete, and and you know you tried. Good effort. While, and for a while, you almost, we almost thought the Bulls were going to make it too. Like I, I really did. Like, you know I mean? really like, did. It, it really makes you have to, as a fan, look at the totality of the Eastern Conference. You can't just look at the top half anymore. Yeah. At least for the season, yeah. like you're looking at like, like these bottom half teams. If they like, you know do something like it makes them like it made the the play-in was specifically tailored so these teams that were at nine and ten when they got to the trade deadline they could think like hey we might have a shot of making the playoffs and that's why the bulls right took the it wasn't really a gamble but they they made the leap and they got vucevic yep like they were like hey we're almost there like we could even try to get into the playoffs this year why wait till next year Yep. Yep. Exactly. I thought that was, thought that was exactly. Cool. Yeah. That Shreyas, you bring up, you bring up a great point about that. But I, the play-in is not without its issues, and right. this was really highlighted for me over in the Western Conference. Now you have the Golden State Warriors, who have been fighting all year, carried on the back of shooting basketball Jesus, aka Steph Curry, fighting all year for that playoff spot, and then they get to the play-in. And they lose. They lose both games, even though, in my opinion, I just I wish they should I wish they could have, and I think they should have been the eighth seed based off of just how hard they've fought. Mm-hmm. Now it's tough because the play-in is 
a single elimination game, right? So for the Warriors, oh man, they made it all the way up to the what were they? The seventh or the eighth seed? The the war the Warriors were the seventh seed, uh, the eighth seed. Sorry, they they made it all the way up. They were the eighth seed. Now they have a chance. Now under normal circumstances, they're in the playoffs. You know they're they're going to be playing the Utah right. Jazz. Crazy, but they didn't get that opportunity. They were knocked out by the Lakers, and I want to talk about this in a second, that game in particular. But they were knocked out by the Warriors, and they're knocked out by the Grizzlies, and then that's it. It's two games, even though you had you played a hard season, you did your best, then you're done. And mm. that's tough to see. Yeah, it definitely, it definitely hurt, I guess, the NBA brand to not have Curry in the playoffs, because obviously everyone wants to see Curry for at least four more games. Right? They want to see... Like and especially this season, when, what, an MV, a potential MVP season. Oh my yeah. god, yeah! To have one of those candidates not be in the playoffs is a, it's kind of a blow to the NBA and just the fan experience when you're watching these games. Like you want to watch the guys, whether Steph, they're. You, I want to watch Steph Curry. Yeah, you shoot, shoot the ball. under like an inch of space. Yeah, yeah you want to watch the LeBrons and the Currys and the Giannis's. Like if any of those guys don't make the playoffs, then you're you feel like you you've been taped like. Something has been taken away from you from the fan like fan experience. You took him away from me. Yeah, you so took away Steph. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I'll never forgive you. Tears falling. <laughs> so just crying with like a like a torn up curry jersey in your hand. Yeah, but I will say that Warriors team, other than Curry, man, it wasn't really. It was really flawed. It. It, it just they have like it, it just six never of the clicked. same player. Yeah, it just never, it just never, clicked. it just never clicked. Yeah, they do. They have like five forwards and all do the same thing. And they're all they're all literally six five or six six, and that's it. Yep, they like can kind of drive, kind of shoot. Nobody really is great at one thing. Jordan and it's Poole's really it's been though. like that for the Warriors the past couple of years too. Like remember when they had like Curry and it was Curry and D'Lo and it was going to be Clay Thompson, but it ended up not being. Yeah, it was like Curry and D'Lo, yeah. and and then it, then it became Ubre and Wiggins, and and then yeah. Ubre left, so now it's just Wiggins. Like Ubre got hurt, so now it's just Wiggins, and it just like I don't know. Andrew Wiggins yeah. is, is just not the guy I depend on when it comes down to winning time. Yeah, I don't know if that's that's not really a hot take, but that's just that's just yeah. kind of fact. At this point. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean he. He turned it up against LeBron for that one he game. He did. He put. He he somehow like for a couple of moves. He he became Kobe for a sec. I was like, well, he did. I was. I literally watched the game. I was like, Wiggins, why are you taking that shot? Why are you taking that shot? It it like splashes in like the turnaround. The turnaround he did, and then the 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 one where he unreal. had Le- LeBron moving side to side. Like. Unreal. I was like, I did not know that you had this in you. And then right, he goes to clutch it out and just can't do oh it. Oh my god. <laughs> After all those moves, he he bricks one three, and then that becomes a meme. It's so funny, like how how many people will turn on Wiggins so quickly because they'll be like, "Oh, Andrew, that was that was a good move, Wiggins. That was pretty good." And then he bricks the three in the fourth, and then everyone's like, "Oh, classic Wiggins, classic Wiggins. Who, whose man says this?" Like, and then they just Andrew all like, turn Wiggins. On. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, who cares? But literally, actually, Trace, you bring up a good point because Andrew Wiggins. Kind of Draymond Green, kind of Kent Bazemore, kind of yeah. Juan Toscano Anderson, kind of mm-hmm. Jordan Poole, mm-hmm. kind of Kelly Oubre. Mm-hmm. Literally, he's all like the same player. I'd say Draymond is actually out of that group just because of his defense. 
Yeah, but for sure, for sure. The, the aforementioned players, they're literally all the same. I will put Draymond in that group for his offense, which is god-awful, putrid, horrendous <laughs> offense. Like, I, I look at Draymond Turnover on the defensive. City. If I look at – if Draymond did – had the same level of play on the offensive end that he does on the defensive end, he'd God. be freaking Hakeem Olajuwon. Like, yeah. it is pretty insane how deficient he is offensively playing offensively. Yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of insane. Yeah. It's kind of insane because he shouldn't be as bad as he is. Because it's not, he's not like, he's not like trying to just play. Like, he obviously, he's just, he's playing defense spectacularly. Like, his defense on Anthony Davis. Amazing. It was like I mean, how would you guard? How would you guard Anthony Davis? However, Draymond did it. He however, did it he did it, right? He yep. four for thirteen yep. or whatever, right? So amazing performance. But on the other side, like he's also trying to get like some shots up. Like he he's not like Dikembe Mutombo who really doesn't care about his shots. Like right. he is, he he shoots threes. He he tries to shoot threes, right? With his little backpack wearing little backpack on. on. Yep. Yeah. And then he does try to back people down in the paint. Like it's not like he working on it it's just it's not whatever he's doing is just not executing properly and he it just it's kind of tragic to i remember he was backing down somebody in that lakers game and they like he he literally took oh caruso he backed caruso down, yeah he i remember backed down caruso that. from the three-point line all the way to the restricted circle and literally, then he blew dude the is layup. underneath the basket he blew the layup <laughs> he yep. blew the layup it was yep. so bad it was all him that possession i was, I was like, like he literally he Right, and Caruso didn't have any help. Like it was literally a bucket. It, you yeah. had the bucket right there, and then he just whipped it over the top <laughs> really of the Really bad, oh my god, man. But his defense, though, yeah. To give him props, like yeah, he really, he really showed up on the defensive end. It's just they don't have the offense outside of Curry that's consistent enough. Like when you need a bucket, like who you do you, who do you go to? Who do you There's go to no... other than Curry? Right. Yeah, and Curry's well, like shooting over double teams, and he's doing like everything he can. The man is like, like well, freaking right. amazing. He's like, I don't even know. Well, right, and Steph Curry's try- Steph Curry was carrying the team. He did the best he could. He gave them the eighth seed, which was yeah. more than enough. Like that is more honestly, than a single player. Yeah, honestly, unbelievable. Like no other player would be able to just clutch that out for an entire season, except yeah. for Steph Curry. Because again, we agree he's by himself. But then you see the problem with the plan, right? They play the Lakers, and the Lakers are terrible for ninety-five percent of the game. Yeah, they happen to clutch it out. That's fine. LeBron hits a huge shot. That that's fine. It happens Massive in basketball. Shot. But then. That was one of their chances gone. Then they play the Grizzlies. John ja Morant goes crazy. Yeah. That's the second chance gone. And then that's it. You're out of the playoffs. It's, it's Yeah, the Grizzlies one was the one where I really saw why the Warriors just didn't meet expectations. Because that's a game that if you're the Warriors, if you played well, you should have won. But the fact that they their inside presence was just totally dominated by – Jonas Valanciunas. Jonas Valanciunas. Yep. I'm pretty sure he had a 2020 game. Go. Uh, yeah. Go. So, so like, it just shows like I don't know. They just haven't had a presence like that, and they used to be able to get away with it because of all the lethal shooting on their team, right? When they're you glass have, cannons, right? Your defense when, is subpar, but your offense is spectacular. Absolutely. So when you have Curry, Thompson, Durant, you right. can shoot over any big man available and you don't care like you can put you, you like they, for a while right who do they have like like Ekpe Udo and freaking Bogut and Beadrins and Kavon Looney Kavon Looney and uh, 
James, subpar, subpar. For yeah. for those for those who don't understand the name, subpar big man, subpar yeah, big man. Just ba- just like yeah, subpar to like horrible at some point. Like they're just like not <laughs> not great, and they were able to get away with it because they had all the shooting. But now when it's mm-hmm. just Curry, they don't have the composition to like because now you can just double Curry. Like you can let his, Curry score forty, but if if nobody else is scoring, forty points is not going to win you a basketball game, right? Yeah. So like if Jonas Valanciunas is getting every board, right, offensive and defensive, it's just it's just bad. There's no matchup right there. So very tough to win that way. And I, you could really see those deficiencies on the Warriors then. Mm, I agree. So I, I let's just conclude our thoughts because I do want to just take I, – I, there's two things that I want to talk about. I want to circle back to that Warriors-Lakers game. But yeah. let's conclude our thoughts. We like the play-in. Shreyas, I personally mm. think it should continue. I think it's exciting. Yeah. Like exactly like you said, it gives those teams who are lower seated a little bit of time to shine. Gives you time in the spotlight because I felt more inclined to just tune into those games. I'm like, oh, I, I want to see who's win, who wins. Like even if I've never watched a Hornets game the entire year, I'm excited to watch this game just to see the outcome. Yeah, I think some sort of in- incentive to make teams not quit after the midseason point exactly it's always is always a great is always a great option i think it's specifically good for the nba because that is a huge problem in the nba is these teams know they can't make it and so now for out of the 72 games if even like 20 are being are tanking games like people go and watch those games still you're just gonna put out bad product like there's no point of playing those games you could just like i don't know fast forward to the end of the season but now like right now yeah if there's an incentive like if these front offices say hey like we can make more revenue just trying our best and maybe we could get into the playoffs and then we like we get playoff revenue like oh let's get into that pot right Mm -hmm. so like that's helpful i like that so i think it should continue there are obviously some kinks to work out and I don't know if it's the same format where it's like the seven, eight, you know, get two chances and like, I don't know what it looks like. It's not but perfect, but for now, perfect. for now, I did like what it led to in terms of product. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Okay. So I want to go back and I want to just talk about, so for those of you that don't know, prior to the Lakers Warriors playing game, LeBron James himself was at a party directly breaking and violating the COVID protocols which have been in place with the NBA, with the entire association, for the whole season. So he broke those protocols, was out at a party, but he still got to play the game. In my opinion, this is utterly ridiculous because if it was any other player, that player is done. 10 to 14 days. COVID protocol, isolation, you're done, your ass is grass, you're putting up, you're getting your suitcase, putting on your suit, you're gone. You're done. Yeah. LeBron James was able to play that game, and without LeBron James, the Warriors would have won. It's ridiculous sure. the double standard for their superstars versus the rest of the league. And especially it, it, it's it's especially ridiculous because this is something that affects everybody. It's not just like, oh, he was doing this thing, that thing, or the other thing. Oh, like, oh, he was trading crypto illegally, and we don't like that, so he doesn't yeah. get to play. No, he was violating health and safety protocols that have put players out for weeks at a time. Yeah, and it, it, it costs, it probably costs the pace of their season because 
Kara Silver, um, Kara Silver, I forget sometimes how to pronounce his name, but Kara Silver, he got caught at the end of the season with the COVID protocols and he couldn't play in the playing tournament. And now you got to hurt Malcolm Brogdon and I heard Sabonis trying to hobble their way to two straight wins and it just didn't happen. And, you know, on the other side, you got LeBron and he goes to what's, I think it was a party for like tequila or something. He's doing a photo shoot. He's there with Drake. He's there with Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. Nobody's wearing a mask, but Shrey has brought this to my attention. So apparently the reason the quote unquote, the, the, the red tape here, silver lining is that everybody apparently was vaccinated. They had to show proof of vaccination, which I guess mitigates the impact a little bit, but at the same time, it's not just like, oh, this is just a social gathering outside of basketball. Like, no, this is directly before a play-in game. Well, it's it's that the NBA still called it a violation, but then had to put all these stipulations along with it to let LeBron off the hook. So if it's a violation... It's a violation. This may be this may be a hot take, but usually violations come with some sort of penalty. It may be a shocker to some people, but that's usually how the way crazy. What, Trace, what do you mean? If I don't follow the rules, I'm going to get punished? Man, if think about the world, if you didn't follow a rule and you didn't get punished, I I just well, I mean, that happens, actually, honestly, that. that that is my probably our world as well. So just, LeBron is living in that world, though. Yeah, really. <laughs> And I like I get it. He's a, he's he's like you were saying earlier, you know, a player or not a player, a fan pays money to see these games, right. whether it's through their subscription or whether through it's going in person. They they're paying to see LeBron James. So I get that. But at the same time, when you're violating such a strict rule, which has been in place for the whole season, right at the most crucial time, you have to face the consequences that like that's it. It's just like it, it, yeah. It's just like a hoop that the NBA outwardly noticed, right? So, if they didn't want this to be an issue, they wouldn't have released the information that it was a violation in the first place. Yeah, and that then they had to say that he wouldn't get suspended, right? Because that's bad press. Because now, now the assumption, like now, as a fan taking in the information, you're thinking, okay, it's LeBron. He is the most famous and most recognizable brand name in your in your league. He made a mistake. Whether or not it was a mistake that was full, like, health-altering, like, you know what I mean? Like, because of people having to be vaccinated. He did still, like, there are, as you said, protocols that the league has gone through the whole season – all you have to do is, if you want to be a part of this league this season, you just have to follow the rules, right? That's so, all you got to do. That's all you got to do. So he did that, and then he didn't do that. And then he gets this kind of, like, narrative after that, right? So after the NBA puts that out, he gets this narrative that, oh, no, but, you know, it wasn't, like, a huge health risk, so that's why. So, like, if it was a minor health risk, like, obviously, these, you know, if they're if you're in a league where these protocols are in place, va- like vaccinations are only 85, 95%. I didn't get that. Could you try again? Hello? Hello. Uh-uh. <laughs> it looked like Siri got fired up too. Um but vaccinations are only like 85, 95% uh 
you know, they, they, ah, man, I lost my train of thought. Are you saying effective? Are they only? Yes. 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 Okay. Wow. I'm going to start over. So yeah, vaccinations are only 85, 95% effective, right? So like there is some risk whether or not that the MPA chooses to, you know, acknowledge it or not in into account. Yeah. And so if that is part of the protocol, right. If you have to play on those rules, you want to get paid. It just feels weird. The LeBron, I know it feels weird. The LeBron has to, he gets to jump over all those hoops to, to continue. It kind of, it's just any other player, Shreyas, any other player, even if they were at, um, you know, some kind of other like vaccination. Oh, we're all vaccinated party. Any other player is done. They're not playing the play in game. Right. It's a, it's just a double standard that boggles my mind. Yeah, it is. It definitely, it definitely is. Whether it was a massive double standard or whether it was a minor double standard, it it doesn't matter. Like there was a doesn't double matter. standard. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I agree. I agree. It's ridiculous. So yeah, I'm fired up. I'm angry about it. But you know what I'm not angry about? Mm-hmm. The Bruins oh. doing pretty well in their hockey playoffs. Even though it's going on at the same time <laughs> as basketball, they're still doing pretty good. So, Shreyas, before we go, take us through a little tour for all those hockey fans out here. I'm looking at you, Uncle Rob, if you are listening. I know you like when we talk about hockey, so here you go. <laughs> yeah, man, I've been thoroughly entertained with the NHL playoffs so far. Not only with this Bruins Capital Series, which has been utterly astounding, like jaw-droppingly amazing in terms of the amount of action, the controversy, and just like these two teams were so evenly matched in defense and in goal scoring that all it takes is one mistake, and it has. For three of these games, all it took was one mistake. Boom, other team wins the game. And it's been crazy. Lost game one. It just felt like in that game, the cap, the Capitals just had control. And even though the Bruins were able to gut it out and get it to OT, it just felt like th- there was an upper hand always. So like we never got the advantage. We never took the lead and took an, took an advantage once the game was tied. It just felt like right. we were always a step behind. And then game two, we come back. And it felt like that for a lot of game two, too, like for at least the first two periods. And then the third period, we were able to to tie it up. And it was like a big scrum in the middle. And Brad Marchand got the the game winner in OT. And so that was when we were like, oh, like, this is interesting. Like, well, it, and just then it felt just like rolled from there. Yeah, it just it was like a snowball. Like we got two OT games. They were both wildly entertaining. And I, like, in my mind, I had this internal conflict of, like, are are we better than this team? Like, like, how much better than this team are we? Like, it just felt like, 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 I think we can win, but I also felt like, wow, we could lose just that easily. Game three was such a good game until the end. And I don't know if you saw this, Max, but it was, it ended in double OT. And the Capitals goalie, Ilya Samsonov, was able to come back after protocol issues and stuff like that. And he played really well that whole game. He was like right there, toe-to-toe with Tukarask. And then to come in in game four the way we did and just honestly utterly dominate from the defensive standpoint, it was just wire-to-wire, great defense. 
and it was it was just a it was just a fun game finally it was like it wasn't very close and it, i was able to breathe a little bit even though there was a lot of penalties in the first period but that's kind of my like old bruins recap and oh uh, yeah so good luck to the bruins and before we go it's time for shreyas's fact of the week it's time for shreyas's fact of the week <laughs> Yeah, Max. So I want to kind of switch it up. Usually I come in with, you know, a straight fact, period. But I wanted to change that punctuation today. And I wanted to to come with a, a question for oh, you. Oh, a question. A question. Yeah. So, you know, flip it on flip it on its head a little bit. So um, I saw a funny moment from the playoffs. And it was Jamal Murray and his little expression after the foul on the the foul wasn't called or the foul was called on the court in that Nuggets Blazers first game. And it was it was him with his hat and his mask on his chin and his eyes are like, you know, just squinted and he's like, he's like, what's happening? And he's just like moving his hands in different directions and it became a meme on, on social media. So I kinda <laughs> wanted to I kinda wanted to ask you, um, do you have a favorite a pro athlete meme or NBA meme? that you know that maybe is your go-to i would say michael jordan crying michael jordan crying great one yeah because it's a good sticker too because it's just a head or russ when he like does that sneer and he's uh, like what are you what are you talking about the the what <laughs> yeah the what in the locker room yeah that's yeah in the locker one. room that, that one's good, good. and then just any contextual KD on his phone, like any like bad tweet that can come out of that. Yeah, that's my mm. that's my other one. Mm. Okay, I really like uh, the J.R. Smith one after he the one with LeBron points. Yeah, but then remember the face he makes where he's like his like oh, eyebrows like, oh. are raised. Yeah, yep. yeah, yep. that's a really good one because it's like it, you can always use that for like a "Are you high right now?" kind of meme. Yeah. Um. The Jamal Murray one is good. I like uh, <laughs> I like the Embiid crying one too. Oh, that one's good too. That one's a good one, yeah. right? That yep. one's a good like. And then I don't know if you've seen that video where it's like Playboy Cardi's long time, and it's all the, it's all the sad moments in the NBA, and it's like Joel Embiid crying in the locker room, and it's like I never felt like this in a long time. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> like so good. Oh, that man. is golden. So yeah, sports cool. memes. Sports memes it's are. Sports memes. They, there can be some good ones. Yeah, there's some good ones. Okay. All righty. Well. You've been here for Shreyas's question of the week. Thank you, everybody, for taking your time to listen to another episode of Amateur Hour. If you've made this far, you are a true trooper. But without further ado, you've been listening to another episode of Amateur Hour, a professional sports podcast by people who would never play professional sports. I'm your host, Max, along with Shreyas. And we will see you next time. Peace. <laughs>